Welcome to another episode of Movie Mastery. That's right, it is the podcast where we watch the movies you recommend. We don't know what we're going to watch until we roll it up. And this week, we got a sweet, special doozy. We got uh, randomly rolled The Core by a friend of the show, John Rogers, who probably hates us. Uh, However... Jeff, as uh, some of you have known from last episode, has some baby stuff going on. So I have two extremely good guests with me that were willing to sit and watch the core with me as well. So I have Quinn. Hello, everyone. Not only, I should say, were we willing to sit at the core with you, but we also fed you, burped you, changed you. And once this recording's done, we're going to put you down for sleep. Oh, I'm looking forward to being swaddled. And joining us as well is Josette. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> We've got an almost full Swallows of the South podcast here for this movie mastery. Rest in peace, Chanel. You will be remembered. <laughs> <laughs> I will remember you. Chanel is alive and well, y'all. It's okay. Remember me in the arms of the angels as we go on. <laughs> yeah, she graduated. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> uh, so the core is a movie from 2003 about the dumbest science imaginable. And what if the Earth's core? stopped spinning yes what if what what if now i want to i want to ask you guys real quick before we get into our full spoiler review had you any knowledge of this movie before going into it i think i saw two minutes of it in the eighth grade for some reason it was on in my science class (laughs) but (laughs) eighth grade sciences at my school were not Earth Sciences. That was sixth grade. So. This movie was not any sciences, so the fact that it was shown is so bad. You're going to have to take that one up with Mrs. Gale. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you, Mrs. Gale. Mrs. Gale, I know you're a fan of the podcast, and I just want to say I'm ashamed of you. Yeah. Also, I did see a passing reference to the peach scene, and I will say I was disappointed in the final product that it, was not Aaron Eckhart looking at high-level military operatives and telling them that he could, in fact, eat a peach for days. (laughs) I believe you'll find it's for hours. (laughs) I think that you're not giving Mr. Eckhart enough credit. (laughs) I don't think you understand. Have you seen Thank You for Smoking? (laughs) Excuse me, sir. Do you uh, understand the stamina of the peach-eating capabilities of one Mr. Tood Face? Yeah. Two faces, two hearts. <laughs> two Stamina? hearts that beat as one. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Josette, any... <laughs> I mean, we watched the trailer of the movie while we were waiting for the movie to finish being confirmed as purchased. Uh, but aside from that, no. Oh, that that's right, people. We did have to pay good money. In order to watch this movie. That's why that Patreon exists. So that we can afford to purchase these movies. Well, 
rent them. I'm not going to buy the core. Good lord. Yeah, this was a one and done deal. Please don't buy this movie. Uh, as as uh, you can tell, not <laughs> not everyone here is super excited about the core. Perhaps not the greatest movie. I'm also on the back end of eight hours <laughs> of review and record material, and the core just it did not get me jazzed. <laughs> Beginning started out fine. We were all jazzed, and we're like, "Oh, this movie's gonna be uh, so bad, it's funny." Well, in the mo- in the beginning, it started out fine because everyone was eating pizza, and we were <laughs> like, "Yeah, pizza's great. Everything's wonderful." We were coasting a lot, I think, on pizza euphoria. Oh yeah, we had that carb high, and then as soon as that dipped down, we were like, "What the fuck am I watching?" We were faced with the cold vicissitudes of reality, <laughs> and that was shoddy French accent work, and. The worst hair I think I've ever seen on Stanley Tucci. <laughs> we did. I, I did try to save it, though, with root beer floats. Y'all. It's true. We did get root beer floats at the end, and that was good. I <laughs> did coast on that a little bit to yeah. get me to that finish line. Yeah. We but were... as they say, what comes up must come down. After that float, mm, it was a hard crash. After, after that float, we uh, we came down real hard <laughs> on a head of lettuce. So. Oh, no. Guys, we're going to have some music, and then we will be right back with the full spoiler review of The Core. I could stay awake just to hear you breathing. Watch you smile while you are sleeping, while you're far away dreaming. I could spend my life in this sweet. And we are back. It is time to get into the core. It is time to take a journey to the center of the earth. It is time to meet Dwayne the Rock Johnson as Guzman throws nuts at his chest. I can't remember anything from that movie. I, d- I, I think that that was the second one. I do believe that the first one was a Brendan Fraser vehicle. Oh, that is correct. So, I mean, I- if you got Brendan Fraser down there and you got the Rock down there, you got a party going. That's a party, yeah. Wasn't the kid who plays PETA in the Hunger Games movie in one of the Center of the Earth movies? Probably. I, I would not be surprised to learn that old Jay Hutch was in there. I would definitely assume that that was correct. If someone told me that, I wouldn't fight them on it. Okay. I wouldn't be like, no, you're, there's no way he could have done that. And You don't understand the standards that that boy has. <laughs> I would like the court to refer to... The last 30 seconds of podcast as evidence of the veracity of that statement. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the core, the core, it starts with a bang. It (laughs) starts with a big old bang. Technically, it started with a whoosh. Everybody's oiled up. (laughs) We got the Tooch. (laughs) We got Eckhart. They're all oily and they're together. So... (laughs) So it was this a really is be a night. movie. We'll never forget. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, one of the things that I liked is that it started off with a lot of people just dropping dead. But at first, I thought only one guy died until it spanned out to like, oh no, lots of people died. And Quinn told me they had an earthquake in their hearts. <laughs> yeah, so... I fucking... They, I mean, it starts with like businessmen about to do a business proposal and they're like... All right, you fucks. Let's get thirty million dollars. I just did a line of cocaine on the hood of my fucking Porsche, and let's fucking do this fucking business. Oh my god! And then he just slams 
face first in like fast motion onto a glass tabletop. There's a cartoonish schlorp sound <laughs> as he slaps that glass. <laughs> and you know, at first you're like, what the fuck does this have to do with the Earth's core? Like, a, I thought he had just tripped and fell onto the table. So did I. I thought he just <laughs> lost his shit. He was just like, let's go get that money. Oh, fuck. <laughs> but no, he apparently died because we have the camera transition outside. And as Joe said, said, there's just like a bunch of crashes everywhere and like people are dead. I'm like, uh, all right sure why not <laughs> but that's when we get to find little mr eckert in his new role in this movie as a university professor of being that type of movie teacher that's like guys i'm gonna teach you about sound waves but i'm not gonna teach you in a boring way i'm a cool teacher and it's time for me to play the trumpet at this slab yeah, of stone i'm it's... gonna blast this limestone with my trumpet. So dead poet society. Oh yeah. He I'm, and he's in there in like the full fucking like turtleneck jacket and he gets his sweater and it's got like the patches and everything. I'm like, oh my god, you are the platonic ideal of movie professor. Also, this movie is from two thousand three, so the general fashion aesthetic in this entire movie is from that period of time where all movie fashion was just baggy, drapey, shit garbage. <laughs> Aaron Eckhart's swimming to find that fucking trumpet. <laughs> fucking and Aaron Eckhart, I mean, he's a he's a good looking man. You see his oily tits in this movie. <laughs> boy, how do you do? And they look pretty good. He's he's a decent fellow, but boy, he is just in big Fat, drapey layers of cotton. And his hair is so terrible in this movie. His hair is very stiffler in this movie. Uh, All right. Imagine, just... if you would, some <laughs> string Come along cheese. on a journey. <laughs> he does and look then... like the string cheese guy. The little cartoon guy on the string cheese. Y'all know who he I'm does look about. like that. I was, I was just going to go full hog and just layering and draping piece after piece of string cheese on old Aaron's scalp. But I think you cut to the image a little bit more quickly than I did. Yeah, he's a cheeseman. He is, and they talk about cheese a lot in this movie. Well, yeah, because the government shows up to take him from his class, and then he meets another one of our main cast. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait. You skipped the part where... He's told that his security clearance is higher, and he's like, I have security clearance? And they're like, we can't tell you. We just are here to take you to the jet. And he's like, I have a jet? Oh, yeah. the There was a bunch of writing in this that I want to hope was John Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> I want... Because there were a few bits that I thought were genuinely amusing to me. There's a point that's going to come up in a little bit where John straight up lost his shit. (laughs) I laughed so hard, I got lightheaded. I'm not going to lie. So he shows up and we meet our next member of the cast, which is Serge. And Serge is a bad French accent that is also draped in layers of (laughs) cotton. 
who is beating the shit out of a vending machine when we meet yeah. him. He's a weapons expert. Oh, he's all about um, weapons, I guess. They didn't really get much into him. Of all the people on the team, he was so... Well, he, I'm going to say he's the second most poorly defined. <laughs> because there was one guy... I'm not going to lie. He kept showing up in shots. I wasn't sure if he was on the team or if he was back at base until he died. <laughs> oh, God. So it turns out the government has gotten uh, Eckhart and Surge together because of all of these people who have died in, I think it was, what, London? The first one yeah. was Boston. London. Oh, Boston. But London was the bird later. incident. Yeah. Yes. So they're like, hey, we got all these uh, these dead people. Why do you think all these people are dead, huh? Eh? And uh, Eckhart gets to show off that he's the smartest person in the room because he's like, oh, it's, uh, they all had pacemakers. Yeah, and I know that because you brought in me and Serge here, and there's no way that you, you would have a room full of dead people that didn't have pacemakers if you didn't want us here. <laughs> Fucking clowned on you, you chode. <laughs> you big dongus. You stupid military ass. My favorite part of that is, so like, they want to know if this is some sort of weapon that has been used. That's like an EMP that has destroyed all of these pacemakers. This <laughs> fucking... <laughs> so they bring in a weapons guy and then a dude who's there because he knows about like sound waves and electromagnetism and shit. And the fucking general that they have questioning them is like, hey, do you know of any weapon that could do this? And they're like, um, no. Yeah. And the military man's like, cool, must not be a weapon then. You're dismissed, obviously. Don't talk about this. Aaron Eckhart, like, awkwardly erases his, his <laughs> hands. He's like, oh, is it good enough for me? You're dismissed. Well, turns out that you uh, aren't privy to probably weird secret tech that another nation might be developing so uh see you later bye we don't need you to consult on this anymore we wanted one second of your time thank you for looking at these dead people you mean you have not planted some form of like spy technology into floppy disk that we send to china <laughs> oh my god floppy disks show up in this it makes me really happy okay <laughs> so uh, we, we leave that and we, I think we get the London incident after this. Oh yeah. So. It, well, smash cut to an exploding pigeon. <laughs> if any of y'all have seen Hitchcock's Birds. Or the far superior film Birdemic. Or the movie Hitchcock starring Will Smith. <laughs> Just think about it. Or the movie Hitch. Starring Will, Will Smith. Smith. <laughs> and or the Kevin movie James. Cock. Starring Will Smith. Or the movie Paul Blart Malcock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So it's Trafalgar Square, and there's a family, and there's this little kid, and he's like, yeah, there's a dead bird here. And they're like, uh... Death okay. is a thing that happens, Timmy. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Sometimes birds just explode, and it's okay. And then shit gets real. <laughs> This is a sequence that I could only describe as several production assistants standing just off camera and throwing dolls of dead birds <laughs> at famous items in London. <laughs> There's this amazing mix of 
like B-roll footage of flocks of pigeons. Oh, and that B-roll footage in this movie is so grainy. Oh my god, like they did not try and touch this up at all. So it's like you're watching a movie and then all of a sudden it cuts to like this grainy stock footage. You're like, huh, okay. But the then... flight migration of the American pigeon. <laughs> so you get like little stock footage of Trafalgar Square's pigeons taking off combined with the world's worst CGI that continues to show up throughout this oh movie. Oh my god. And then, as Quinn said, people just off stage throwing dead birds as hard as they can at like windows and people. Hey, and some of them have really good throwing arms because some of those windows, they broke. Oh yeah, they start shattering. Oh yeah. And in the ensuant chaos, they cut to the most British bus driver driving a double decker bus who gets annihilated by a stray bird. The best like confluence of British things. It was like a double decker bus in Trafalgar Square driven by like the Lord Fattington Lobster Bib, (laughs) and he is just as British as is possible. He's like Oh my! Pigeons! I'll save the queen! And just flops that bus. Oh dear, I seem to have lost control of my motor vehicle. But he doesn't flop it until you can see that beautifully placed Pepsi logo on the side. <laughs> ah yes, the Peepus bus. <laughs> oh my god, I almost forgot about this. So in addition to... Everyone getting these birds thrown at them and the birds flying through. The bus driver doesn't have a bird, like, slam into his window like we get in one car or, like, hit him in the head like a dead bird just gives him a beaning. A literal pigeon that is alive just, like, sits on his lap and he loses his shit and that's why it crashes. It's so good. He's like, I can't stand for this bird. Oh, goodness. Oh, my. I mean, have you... My one wigness! <laughs> Living pigeons! I was granted the gift of immortality by a strange man I met in a back alley in 1824. And now, only now is it that I am being visited upon the scion of death. The British straight pigeon, which sits upon my lap. Just like the old witch woman told me I would. And now, like my friend, Peppy the Hare said... Do a barrel roll. <laughs> and he just smashes that bus. <laughs> Smash that motherfucking bus button. Oh, my Christ. So we're like 20 minutes in. Yeah. And okay. three minutes into this movie. Oh, my God. Uh, Aaron Eckhart figures out after he has the whole pacemaker incident and then the the bird incident happens. He's like, something's not right. And I got to look up information. I need you to get onto the web and search me all incidents of bird happenings. Get on the net, he said. I need you to and get on that net. Look up all instances of weird news stories, especially the ones involving animal patterns and migrations, especially birds. And as he's saying this, he's walking through the room, hitting enter on all the computers, turning them on. Oh, yeah. It's it's one of those scenes that you get in disaster films where you're supposed to get someone who's like, I need the president on the phone and get me your top specialist. But it's just like some college professor. So he's just walking around. He's like, I need you to get on the Google and then I, I, I'll start up a computer. I mean, and having been a research assistant at a couple different research labs, that is basically what you go in to do. 
Yeah, especially because he's like, oh, and you know, if you guys do this, I'll sign your uh, papers blindfolded. And yeah, free PhDs for everyone who goes on the Google for me. Yeah. I really did appreciate, though, that one of his students is like, what? That's days worth of work. And then he just says, you look up that weird Sailor Moon stuff with our T1 line. Get to it. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. He said Sailor Moon crap. I know, because I was like, oh, motherfucker, I hope you die at the end of this Oh, movie. you did not. <laughs> Look, I've been browsing through the records, and it says that you've downloaded and watched Sailor and the Seven Balls many times. Nope. No, 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 no. <laughs> Bad Quinn. Okay, so he finds out information, and now he needs to get Tucci. Because Tucci, we are never explained what is going on with him, but he's like... A rock star scientist? Yeah. He dresses the way you would expect the French one to dress. Yeah. And smokes cigarettes like him, too. He shows up, and you're like, Tucci, I assume you're French. Wearing a black turtleneck over a black blazer. And he's, he's just got that cigarette, and he just looks smug about everything. And the worst, oh my god, that hair. That hair was, it was a piece that I love. Uh Stanley Tucci. More like Stanley Toupee. <laughs> uh, so he... Aaron Eckhart goes to... Fucking... Well, Stanley Tucci, who is surrounded by press and has, like, assistants. He's like, I'm going to the White House. Do you even know who I am? He, he fucking says, do you know who I am? Several times throughout this movie. And I'm like, you're some scientist. No one knows who you are unless they are in your field. Right. Well, because there's like three people I can name off the top of my head. Michio Kaku, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and Stephen Hawking. God rest his soul. And Bill Nye the science guy. Oh. Yeah! <laughs> For the record, y'all, the onion might have said that Bill Nye died, but he is alive and well last time I checked his Twitter. <laughs> Oh, believe me. Believe it. The alt-right knows, and they hate him. <laughs> he has one weird trick. Uh, so, the Tooch takes the information and figures out that, yes, indeed, this uh, this boy, who is not even rich, my goodness, has figured something that he has not out. Yeah, also, I, he takes him back to his apartment to look over his documents. Yeah... I don't know what was going on there. It was just very strange. Oh, he does have a, a protected file in his home where he has a very high-tech safe, punches that bad boy open, and it's just full of top-secret files, like, labeled secret. Uh, that's no way to have a filing system. What are you supposed to know which one it is? They're all labeled secret. Yep. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Was this my secret squirrel file? <laughs> Was Ooh. this uh, my secret sexual fantasy file? <laughs> this is my secret date. It's a great board game, and I love it. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Then Serge and it's Josh. And I know it's Josh because they say his name they very uncomfortably. Every time someone says his name, it's with a bizarre sexual urgency. Josh. Josh, I need you to come over here. Josh. Josh. Uh, so they are having a drink when the same government men come to collect him. And in one of the few moments of actual comedy in this movie, 
where they were like, well, what if I don't want to come with you? Because they are very drunk. And they're like, well, we do not have a sense of humor and we are armed. <laughs> I was just like, I really, the two government guys, bless their souls. They were like the number one highlight in this movie. It was a, it was a bit part, but it was a good bit. It was a good bit. And they only show up twice, but God bless them. It was good. So they go to this underground bunker where they're having this conference. I say an underground bunker. That's just because the general lighting and color scheme blacks on like really stark white lights. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was the Pentagon. Yeah, it was the Pentagon. But when you think about it, (laughs) isn't the Pentagon just another underground bunker? Isn't the real Pentagon the friends we made along the way? I think that that's quite literally the moral of this this story that we're spinning right now, uh, as you will see. Also, when in doubt, you're going to need to make like set and come on lettuce. <laughs> That's not till later. Right now, our, our uh, produce of choice is a peach. That is true. That we are setting on fire with air freshener. Yeah. Long story short, the electromagnetic field of the Earth has been disrupted because the core of the Earth has stopped spinning. Yep. The liquid core around the solid core has stopped spinning, so we, uh, we're we losing that electromagnetism. Uh, I'm sorry, Stanley Tucci, could you please uh, add in a few extra things that don't actually need to be said because I've already understood the situation? Oh, Stanley Tucci's character in this is great because fucking Eckhart is explaining things, and he'll just like butt in with, uh yeah, he he said the crust there. It's uh 30 miles thick, just so you know. Okay, you can go on. Please continue. I would I would just like everyone to know here, I am also smart. Thank you. I will say this knowing full well that at the worst parts of my life I've absolutely been this person. <laughs> but he was very much like that smartest kid in class who needs the teacher to know that they know the material. And oh, so yeah. like the teacher will get halfway through a thing and like Oh, I know. The, I know. The, I know. The, uh, do you have a question? Do you have a question? Do you have, I, I got it. I got it. It's 30 miles thick. <laughs> uh, so he has to explain uh, like real elementary school fucking shit to these people. Where he's like, there's a crust and a mantle and it's magma or lava. And then I like how he finishes that off by saying, and you get all that hot metal spinning physics 101. It creates an electromagnetic field, <laughs> which was the least 101 level thing I think in that entire presentation. Oh yeah. Like the whole thing of him just like this peach, the skin is a crust and it's just going down and then he's like, "Oh yeah." And then you know, everyone knows that spinning metal creates an electromagnetic field and we all know what that means. So, I'm good, right? I'm going to set this peach on fire and get the fuck right. out. Going to set this peach on fire and then I think we've made it clear the earth has about a year uh left on its timeline three months or so until technology shuts down. I'm going to spend the next four days eating a peach. <laughs> Just I've, for your pleasure. I've been Aaron Eckhart. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we have to go get a couple oh, more people. But This scene is the one that destroyed you. The end of this scene yeah. where yep. the military demands an answer. How do we solve this problem? And Aaron Eckhart's like, there's no way we can't do Look, it. You can't, you can't restart 
the Earth's core if it has stopped. I don't have Kant in my dictionary. Well, maybe you need to get a word-a-day calendar. <laughs> and then, fucking Stanley we've, Tucci. We've dug down seven miles deepest at our, at our deepest. We can't get down there. Then this is the actual timing. Like, it's impossible. We can't do it. And then Stanley Tucci just goes, but what if we could? <laughs> like, there's... <laughs> it's destroying me again. It's a fucking pregnant three seconds of silence. <laughs> but what if we could? But what if we could? <laughs> Smash cut to the man who's going to get us to the center of the earth, Dr. Brazzers. <laughs> manages to not cook a rat in a box it's he's very good at not cooking rats that's his a number one best job in the world and my favorite thing is the really high level description we get of the technology that they're going to use to burrow to the center of the earth is i mean you've seen those videos on the discovery channel where they blast apart a kidney stone right this is that it's that only on a big scale only I'm going to cook your fucking rat. <laughs> no, no, no. He does not cook the rat. Oh, but he wanted to cook that rat. <laughs> he did not want to cook that rat. He didn't want to cook this rat. He didn't want to cook the other rat. The rat helped him not get cooked. Dr. Brazzer is very healthy because he lives primarily on rat meat. <laughs> he does not eat rats. Don't listen to him, y'all. Quinn, Quinn's a liar. You are a dirty, rotten liar. Man. Yes, and. Ever heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> Come with me on this journey. So... Dr. I can't even I don't remember his real name it's just Dr. Brazzers in my head Dr. Braz is what they shorted it to for most of it yeah it's like Dr. Brzezinski it's uh, Cliff Brzezinski yeah that's it that was it Dr. Brazzers is not only working on a giant fuck off sonic drill but also he's created a metal that is so tough and it gets tougher and more uh durable the hotter and more pressure it's under and uh that shit is unobtainium that's right boys unobtainium you heard it here first folks yeah get fuck james cameron (laughs) (laughs) i mean not for anything having to do with like avatar i just want you to get fucked this is actually for what you did to the aliens franchise (laughs) uh how dare you sir how dare you i loved titanic (laughs) there was enough room for both of them don't even (laughs) how dare you how dare you deny rose that pleasure (laughs) rose just wanted to watch a man die (laughs) (laughs) there are plenty of other men dying in that sea yeah but this one cared about her and watching that light go out oh fuck it got her real ready josh (laughs) uh so now we've got our guy who knows about electromagnetism and sound waves and whatnot we have stanley tucci who is an expert on being a smug dick bag we have surge who is the weapons guy and now we have dr brazzers who is making the ship also, earlier, there was a plane crash scene um, that there is a established scene. two other characters. There's a scene where a NASA shuttle <laughs> made out of, I want to say, probably 50 to 100 pixels. 
crashes into LA. Final Fantasy VII <laughs> animated it better. It's ooh baby. It looks like a straight up screensaver. It is the the second they showed the shuttle initially cast against the silhouette of Earth and the the shuttle is slowly rotating. It's just slowly spinning. It 100% is literally a screensaver. <laughs> And uh, they uh, they crash, and of course they're they're off target because their electromagnetic equipment is all fucked up or whatever. But uh, plucky Hillary Swank, the second in command, manages to plot them a course into the L.A. River, which has That's never been right. a river. Lizzie McGuire herself, Hillary Duff, <laughs> pilots this spaceship. Right into the L.A. River. Oh, oh my, my God. God. I wish it was Hillary Duff. I would have loved this movie so much more. <laughs> this would have Her been co-pilot, a very different movie. Aaron Carter. <laughs> uh, <sighs> Her rival, Lindsay Lohan. All of them together at last. Going on a journey <laughs> to the center of the earth to find Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> this is the movie that we could have had, but you play in. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. We get the pilot and the co-pilot, Hillary Swank, and the fucking main captain guy has been in so much shit, and I know him from so many things, but I have no idea what his name is. I don't Bill. know what his name is, and I'm not going to lie. I 100% know this is not the name of this man, but Billy Eichner is all I can think, <laughs> and that's not Billy Eichner even a fucking little bit. I think it is because his character name was Bob Iverson. Iverson, oh. that's probably it. Iverson, uh, Eichner, pretty yeah. similar. You got a B at the front, I Eichner wish, in the back. I wish that a young Billy Eichner, <laughs> uh, a young Billy Eichner had taken Hillary Duff to the center yeah. of the earth. You're trying to land this plane. <laughs> oh, Christ. Okay. And it was like early 2000s, too. She was like just out of like filming Cadet Kelly or some shit. Nice. Well, what this movie needed was obviously Shark Boy and Lava Girl, or at <laughs> oh, least yeah. Lava Girl. So that's the the last of our right. team is these two ace. Hillary pilots. Swank is a very good navigator. Yeah, and Iverson, he's a leader. He's he, got leader sk- leadership skills. And we find out that the one requirement to being a leader is losing. Yeah, if you win all the time, like Hillary Swank, you can't be a leader. No. You gotta uh, fucking suck occasionally. Look, if you want to be a leader, if you want to be a real man, if you want to be a Pokemon guy, master, <laughs> then rule number one is you gotta go out there and you gotta get yourself cucked. <laughs> uh, so that's our team. We cut to basically three months later when they have their the rat. Y'all oh totally forgot about the rat. Because he's like... the most useless thing ever, but he's. So important to the fact that this was 2003. Yeah. He had oh, the floppy disks. And I, he had the CDs. I thought you meant the rat from the box. And I'm like, <laughs> we talked about the rat no, from we, the box. We we covered the rat. That was an important member of this film. <laughs> the reason I was so defensive of the rat is because of Mr. Rat. This character uh, who, in three years' time, would be played basically unanimously by Seth Green. <laughs> this is DJ Qualls. Playing the very late 90s, early 2000s idea of what a hacker is. And our introduction to him starts with him 
wiping down hard drive after hard drive with magnets. And shoving floppy disks into a garbage disposal. I don't think I had seen someone use a floppy disk in the year of our Lord 2003 in (laughs) several years. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But he gets brought on the team because they, they need to make sure that the information about this doesn't get out. And so he's there to hack the planet. He says that at least twice. You want me to hack the planet? They want me to hack the planet. (laughs) I mean, if you want me to hack the planet, according to the trailer, I'm going to need Star Trek. But according to the movie, I need Xena. Yeah, he has that very typical nerd thing of like, well, if you need my help, I need just one thing. And that's Hot Pockets. Oh, if you want my help, I'm going to need one thing. That's one of those big, weird... Titty mouse pants, but it's full of Mountain Dew. <laughs> what I'm going to need is at least, I'm saying at least, six different anime fuck pillows. And one of those had better be a little pony. Or so help you God, I will find your credit card information. I will find your sexual kinks. <laughs> if you want my help, you're going to need to follow these instructions very carefully and very clearly. Are you familiar? With the 2015 anime, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. (laughs) I'm going to need you to make that real. (laughs) If you can do that for me, all my services I will render unto you. (laughs) Also, you're going to need to call me by my internet screen name, which is The Rat. (laughs) I am The Rat. Don't, Don't call me Dennis. I'm The Rat. And frankly, the only times I've ever come close to that is if I've like done a meetup with someone from an online forum and that's to like establish this oh is wait me. so you're or like at a con when someone like knows you from your username on twitter or something yeah but no he's like this is my name and it is what no. you will call me of all of the names i've decided to reinvent myself i looked deep inside my soul and i am the rat maybe that's just his chinese zodiac y'all maybe it's his persona Maybe it is. Fursona! Maybe it's Fursona 5. <laughs> I'm more of a fan of Fursona 4. <laughs> I like Fursona Dance All Night. That's something we can agree on. <laughs> so uh, he joins so that he can start up fucking like virusbot.exe that will control the internet. He does say this is Virusbot when... Rolling out his master plan. Oh, my Christ. He's very much just an ancillary character. We're 40 minutes into this thing, and we are not even through the core. We're not even... We haven't even gotten to to the mantle. The mantle of this. Oh, my God. This movie. Okay. They all get into the ship, and they dig in through the Marianas Trench, and they start diving into the core. I am going to... Just try and speed through to some moments in this. Also, it's okay because it starts getting a lot more boring after they do the character introductions. Oh, yeah. They set up everything, and it's a lot of, you know, everyone meeting each other and dynamic character interactions and trying to find out everyone's quirks. But as soon as it's everyone's on the ship, it's looking at a screen that's generally orange or blue and being like, 
Ah, we're we're on a shake ride. And you can tell a good way to feel the difference between these is they did a lot of fun stuff with camera work in the first half of the movie or like during that introduction. It's sort of like Suicide Squad in <laughs> it's it's got this really really long first part where they're introducing all your players. Oh yeah, and how right before they got into the ship to go into the crust, they met Slipknot, the man who they can climb, climb anything. anything. Yeah. Um but they were like oh, here's a camera that's fallen down on the ground and, like, let's look through its cracked lens or here's a hole that's been punctured in a window by a bird. Like, let's see what's going on in the chaos through there. But then 40% of the shots of the rest of the movie are the cast sitting on, like, rocking chairs. Like, they're they're on rigging so that they're shaking and they slowly look toward the camera looking concerned. Yeah, that's pretty much what, like, the last hour of this movie is. And it is so boring. Oh, my God. Like, you can do the trapped on a thing, and if we fuck this up, everyone's dead. You can do that well. They didn't, but you can. The entire thing is basically just one mistake after another that will kill people off. My yeah, absolute favorite, though. Ah. is the first death. The first death was so needless and so callous. There is, they're going through the mantle and they find a big pocket of nothing. And they're like, that's weird. Why is there like a bubble of nothing? And then it turns out they drill into a giant geode. And the like ship that they're on just sort of like crashes and is sitting in the geode. And they're like, well, what can we do? We've got to cut ourselves free or uh, push our way out so that we can get going. Our sensors and hot laser are blocked by something. And guys, it is so painful to watch because they go out to take care of the problem and magma starts dripping down. Well, like, as they got through and they were going to go outside, we were saying, like, didn't you just puncture a hole in this why is this not filling up with all of the magma from the fucking mantle right now like the only reason that a geode like this would exist is if the outside was strong enough to keep everything out but now it's not what is happening also i feel like we would be remiss to pass up the fact that they are in a low poly crystal field ah they are in a field of uh, pointy styrofoam that has been sprayed vaguely purple, and boy, it looks cheap as fuck. Yeah. And uh, then the magma comes down, and it starts melting the crystals. Whoa. And so they continue Mama to let cut... let light shine down. <laughs> <laughs> and so they continue to cut the crystal that is... Uh, blocking. blocking their laser. Yep. And... I'm just like, guys, get in the ship. It's it's melting crystals, and your ship withstands melting temperature. Just let the magma do the work just for get you. Get in there. Just let it happen. I will point out, they did not do that weird thing where they just like walked out into the geode and were like, hey, this air is so totally breathable, and we're fine. They had suits on. Oh, my God. I was almost expecting them to walk out of that ship like not wearing any protective gear and just being like, wow, look at this. 
where are we? Like, very Journey to the Center of the Earth styles. But they did at least acknowledge it would be far too hot and be far too oxygen-deprived. I mean, really, the the main issue I was having with it is, you would be under such an incredible amount of pressure. Yeah, the pressure. That the second you walk out there, your pliable suit that moves with you uh, is now a tiny little ball that you are in. Yep. So, one of these, like, laser cutters that they're working on the the crystals that are blocking their way, it starts going out. Dr. Brazzers needs more oxygen, John. Josh! Yeah, Josh, I need your oxygen, Josh. Josh, I can't cut this. Josh! Josh! <laughs> and so Josh takes out, like, Josh cuts his oxygen to plug it into the laser. Yeah. They manage to cut through there after Josh, like, passes out. So he almost dies from this. But as they as they are fucking just walking back into the ship, like, it's not even, ooh, baby, we fucked up, or someone's got to heroically die, which is how everyone else dies in this. No, this guy, Bob, Bob just takes Billy a, Eichner. Fucking Billy Eichner takes a goddamn amethyst to the dome and falls into magma. Like, it's not even, like, oh my god, we were rushing to get back in and he was stopped. He was just like, guys, I want to take a moment and stand outside here and just say, gosh, it's been a real treat to be with you. And then just, thunk. Look at the fruits of all our hard work. Man, it's great. We pulled together, we did this, and no one even got hurt. This is, when you're playing a role-playing game... And someone just cuts out. Like, it's a one-shot, and someone's like, oh, shit, man, something came up. I gotta go. <laughs> you're just like, oh, cool, then the amethyst comes, and you're magma meat now. Uh, rocks fall, you die. See, I thought you were going to say that this is the story of a girl <laughs> no. who is a real leader died, and so she had to go on to save the whole world. So they, uh... I'm not acknowledging that. They go through <laughs> You're welcome. this geode and they continue along. And one by one, the rest of the cast just needs to sacrifice themselves and die. Yep. Next uh, they, comes our lovable French man. Yeah. They are driving through the mantle when they hit the, the diamond core. And there's just diamonds the size of states everywhere. Yeah. Also, I do want to say... We did miss the part where Josh sacrificing his oxygen was a layup for us to see Josh's oily tits in the med bay. <laughs> that is true. He was indeed shirtless and juicy. Yeah. He was juicy. <laughs> All juiced up. I need to drink that juice. Josh? <laughs> Josh, give me the juice. So, uh... <laughs> okay. okay. Serge. Serge Serge lets Josh know that he's not doing this to save six billion people. He's doing it to save three. No! Just three people. Just three. In fact, he's going to do it to save only those three people. Everyone else is out of the picture. He's going to murder the world, and it's just going to be him and his wife and two kids. It's just us three. It's back to the way things were meant to be at the start. I wake up on the vernal equinox. I go and I masturbate into the Nile to give life to the earth around us. And what is that? Oh, 
It's my foolish nephew. His name is Ra. My name, by the now, is no longer... By the way, my name now is no longer Serge. My name is Set. And in order to provide a comeuppance for him in front of the gods to win at this long game we've been playing, I know he loves to eat lettuce. So I, after finishing up with the Nile, well, I've got a little bit of juice left over. I come in that lettuce. I make him eat it. He doesn't know that my comments is there. I've tricked him. It's so funny. We're laughing for days and days and days. But you say, everyone's dead, right? Except for you and your wife and your children. And I say, well, of course. Rouse a doll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that is uh, word for word from the movie. Yep. Yeah, that was uh, definitely a monologue. Uh, and then he dies. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. And, uh, and then well, he dies. He, as he's dying, he says, Josh, <laughs> Josh, it is up to you now. You need to find my family. Find my wife. Find my lettuce. Josh, come on, my lettuce. Josh, please. Josh, I need you. Josh. Josh, you need to come on my lettuce. Okay, but he gets crushed to death. Because <laughs> this part of the ship has to be separated. And, it gets stabbed uh, by Diamond. And the- Aaron Eckhart is screaming, Un- Undo the security lock. Let him through. Let him through. Open the door. Back. 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 Odalite. Back. Back. David Beckett. Back. Midnight Vultures. Back. Back. Can't think of another Beck album. Back. Back. And Surge dies. So we move along and the... The reason he died is getting all of the nuke timers and instructions for how to set the nukes off to people. He saves that and dies. The next person who has to heroically die is uh, Dr. B. Dr. Brazzers, who they now have a plan because originally they were like, oh, we're going to set off one giant, like, multi-nuke explosion that does like a 200 megaton or whatever. Right, but they've they've gotten to the liquid core now and they started accelerating so fast. It's thin. They've got knots on knots on knots. They've got Don knots. Oh, this is way too much magma. I thought there was only going to be a little magma. You're going to need a lot more nukes to get out of here, boy. <laughs> but... What if we didn't? <laughs> so they uh, they call up and we find out about uh, Project Destiny. Destiny is... Uh, Bond villain plot gone bad. It is amazing how Bond villain it is. It's a remote control earthquake machine inside of a pristine white villain lab and it's like a giant descending from the ceiling laser dropping into what looks like a man-made mini volcano and like i just keep expecting someone to be like you're too late to stop me now mr bond i will start the earthquakes i was born in darkness (laughs) (laughs) it's bane versus bond (laughs) in the battle of the badasses the Battle of the B-Boys. And Dr. Brazzers hangs in the balance. <laughs> so they they find out that the liquid is too thin to just blow up with one explosion. 
So they're going to have Destiny try and restart the core, although we also get the... The conclusion that most people draw is that this earthquake machine is what stopped the core in the first place. And Josh believes that if they use Destiny to do this, it's probably just going to cause all the volcanoes on Earth to go at once. Yeah. They are going to say, Josh. (laughs) Please continue. Go ahead. Don't mind me. I try not to mind you, but then you just keep going. <laughs> it hurts, Quinn. It hurts. <laughs> um, God. Oh, Josh also thinks that if it goes off again, it will permanently stall the Earth's core and it will never move. Yeah. So they're like, we got to try and do what we can do here. And they're like, well, if we space out the nukes one by one instead of blowing them all up, then we can ripple that effect. Only after... They overcome some just bullshit with Stanley Tucci, who throws a big tantrum. like, I don't want to die. I'm the dooch, you hear me? The dooch. You think that I just want to die down here like a fucking rat? Bring me up to the surface. I want to see the sun again. Ah, Destiny's going to do it. Punch oh. in the jaw. <laughs> yeah. So then they get him to come around. And he's like, have you considered the ripple effect? <laughs> Let me talk to you about stones in a pond. And uh, so they have this brilliant plan, but ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. And uh, in order to do this, they need to dump each segment of the uh, weird little train that they are on into the earth's core at various places. But turns out this uh, train wasn't made for separating unless there was damage. So they got to go do the manual override, which is in a weird little pocket in a crawl space that does not have any cooling system. But it's a crawl space you can walk through, so like... Oh, it is. The weird thing for that as well, for me, is that they say that it's 9,000 degrees (laughs) in that crawl space and that his suit was only made for temperatures half that high. And it's one thing if you say that and it's like, oh, my suit was made to withstand degrees up to 200 and this is 400 you're like all right that might keep you alive for a bit but at that level of magnitude i expected him to step out and instantly be a skeleton oh yeah just like open the door and vaporized and his little tool he brought out there does instantly just turn into white hot metal and then fade away yeah his cute little baby axe yeah he has like one of those little i'm gonna turn uh, switch keys that's like a little axe. Oh, we're very mechanically gifted. You yeah, know. you it's know. It's the, the tunk axe. <laughs> it's that tunk. I and, love the tunk axe. It's my favorite tool. <laughs> I like the dwarven tunk axe. Thank you. Uh, and that just like melts immediately, which it should. It's just a metal tool and it's 9,000 degrees down there, but he gets to just walk around, and yeah, sure, his boots start a melting, but other than that, he's basically fine. I mean, these boots were made crack. for melting, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are going to melt all over you. Josh. <laughs> he's able Good. to flip the switch, and everything is great. Yay, and they still have time to save him, except they don't, and he's dying. Nope. And... He's he, already got that heat stroke. He dies. He dies to death. And then 
the next person that needs to die is Tucci. Uh, Tucci gets pinned by a nuke while they're setting them up. No, 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 well, no, no. There's no. a back. Josh gets pinned by the nuke. Oh, I know. And then they they change, and then it is yeah. no longer Josh, it's but now it is the Tooch. This weird back and forth nuke pinning. <laughs> so the Tooch lets him know right before that they're like, the last bomb isn't going to be big enough. It's got to be bigger. 30% bigger. Josh. Josh. But that's going to be (laughs) seven or eight pounds of plutonium. Where am I going to get seven or eight pounds of plutonium? I'm sure in the future you can buy plutonium at any corner store. But in 1955, it's a little hard to come by. 1.21 gigawatts. Potions Uh, master, I need (laughs) yours. I'm going into battle. And I need your strongest potions. You need to find someone who sells weak potions. Nah, weak plutonium. <laughs> so, Tucci lets him know right before he gets shot out into the liquid <laughs> that he needs to go get just them rods. He needs to get the rods before he's shot out into <laughs> the lettuce. I need you to grab these rods real quick before I get shot. And the rods from the nuclear reactor that this ship is powered by, and he does exactly that. So now... It get him hand burning. <laughs> he's very sad, because, ooh, it's so hot. But Oh, these were such strong hands. <laughs> uh, so he gets the plutonium into the last thing, and shoots it out into where it needs to be. All over the cabbage. <laughs> Not cabbage. Lettuce. Excuse you. Excuse <laughs> How me. How dare you? No, no, no. Cabbage is by far superior. That's not true. I'm not according to God of the Sun Ra. <laughs> well, God of the Sun Ra has a lot of problems. That is true. One of them being all this lettuce that's got come on. Yeah. <laughs> he should have eaten cabbage instead. See, that's the thing. If he had had the cabbage, this wouldn't have been a problem. <laughs> exactly. It's also... actually physically impossible to ejaculate into cabbage. <laughs> it's true. True facts. <laughs> Uh, and, true facts of the cabbage. And cabbage is way better for making yakimandu. They're in, <laughs> it's better. So now they are in a ship with no power and they can't get out. And their new plan is to power the ship with heat? Yeah, not using the laser and instead using the sound thing that's basically the kidney stone removal but for the earth so they're they're powering their ship and they're just gonna apparently ride the nuclear shock wave yeah they're gonna ride the fucking lightning they're gonna ride that magma from the core all the way to the crust i don't know how i do know that it takes 16 hours it does take a long goddamn time but of strenuous piloting but they ended up in hawaii yeah they get uh shot out of the earth's anus uh at the bottom of the ocean near hawaii hey better the earth's anus than the devil's anus am i right no i love the devil's anus (laughs) it's so fun that's a 10 (laughs) (laughs) oh my god they get found at the end and it doesn't matter fuck it i don't care i'm not i don't want to talk about this movie anymore the whales the whales oh I do want to say shout out to the rat network because the rat goes and lets everyone know who sacrificed themselves using his wonderful hacking at Internet Cafe. 
I'm sorry, Cyber, Cyber Cafe, Cafe, please. <laughs> where he just unloads the power of the rat network. Oh, yeah. That rat network takes over, and then everyone knows about what was actually going on. Like a young Snowden. <laughs> and that was two hours and 14 minutes of our lives. Jesus Christ. All right, so we're going to get into the best and worst real quick. I forgot that was part of this. I have to pick a good part. All right, I won't start with you then. <laughs> Quinn, would you like to tell me your favorite part of this movie? I am not going to lie. My favorite part of, about this movie was uh, the the pigeon-based stunt work. <laughs> <laughs> it was enough to hook me early on. Oh, yeah, that and pigeon pitching was uh, top-notch. It was good. It was... And there were some good comedy beats overall in this movie. I think that was reflective of that. And I'm saving you one punchline if that's really what you want to go with for your favorite. Oh, it 100% is. I'll do mine right now to give Josette a little bit of time. And it it is straight up the, but what if? We didn't. <laughs> it was... Such a powerful delivery. It was a veritable tooch de force. <laughs> it's because he was fighting it so hard. And like Eckert's just like, no, you you cannot do like th- what you are asking is impossible. OK. But what if? <laughs> right. Like you can tell everything about the language of this shot says this is a big turnabout. Like, oh, he's got an answer. He's about to shut Eckhart down. Oh, yeah, because you'd think he was about to say, like, what if I told you we had a ship? But instead of saying that, he's like, but what if it wasn't? <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> then I guess we could? Like, do, do you want to, what if fairies were real? Like, who gives a Excuse shit to Excuse me, fairies are real. I do believe in fairies. I do. I do. Okay, Josette. Okay. What's your number one best thing in this movie? So my number one best thing in the movie was not because of the movie, but it was because of all of us ragging on it while we were watching the movie. And that is when there is this huge lightning storm over Rome, it is the Colosseum, people. The goddamn Colosseum is just attacked by lightning. Not a structure made out of metal. Not any of the tall bullshit they got there. It's the fucking Colosseum. Oh and it God, turns blue, crackling with electrical energy. It gets hit with lightning so much that it explodes into pixels. <laughs> a, just like a hundred thousand copies of the movie Pixels. <laughs> Oh my god, uh, I had forgotten about that. Thank you. It was so good. Uh, okay, it was, was so bad, it was good. Bananas. <laughs> Quinn, worst thing in the movie. Oh boy, this I'm spoiled for choice. <laughs> um I'm gonna say the thing I think that frustrated me the most was that first death, watching poor Billy Eichner die. <laughs> Before he had the opportunity to realize his career for no reason. Oh, zero reason. No reason. It was so frustrating. Where they're like, oh no, it's melting the crystals. The floor is becoming unstable. Help. And he's like, just go inside. <laughs> Sit in the car. That's what no, it's there for. He died for a reason because he told Hillary, not Duff, that in order to become a leader, she had to lose. And so she did. She lost yeah, him. Yeah, she had to lose him. Yeah, that movie straight and up fridged him. Also, 
Karen called and there's like a family emergency, so I gotta go home right now. <laughs> Sorry. Get me in the Facebook chat. I'll be around next time, but I I just I can't. All right. Well, uh rocks fall and your character's dead. All right, thanks. <laughs> so Josette, do you have a least favorite thing in this movie? There are just so many to pick from. It's like anytime I go to the candy store. Um you know but what? I'll all take... the candies are poison. <laughs> I'll, I'll take mine. Okay. So I fucking, in addition to, in sort of the same vein as Quinn's, when their master plan is to be hit by the nuclear shockwave, <laughs> the entire movie they were like, oh, if we don't get out of the shockwave, we will die. We're going to be totally boned. Yeah, we will just fucking die. And they're like, okay, but what if we weren't? <laughs> Yeah, and like that was just their answer to it. They're like, but what if it didn't matter and we were all just fucking stupid and it didn't, nothing mattered in this movie and anything we said could be reversed at a moment's notice? What if stakes? <laughs> no. Okay, I do know my least favorite moment Good, now. give it to me. Okay, so before Dr. B goes down to die... Tucci's character. And you know Dr. Brazzers goes down. <laughs> also, Dr. B goes down is a great film. Anyway, please continue. Um, but Tucci is like, man, I'm so sorry that this wasn't our ship and it's your ship and I love you, bro. And they like hold hands for one super hetero moment. And I'm like, nah, you only wish that it was your ship so that way you could share the patent on it. Go die. And he does. It was a week slapping of sweaty meat claws. Well, when we first meet the two of them, the whole thing is that, like, Tucci apparently stole uh, the designs and ideas from Dr. B and used them to get wealthy. So when he says, as the, the moment that's supposed to be this reconciliation, that, like, I wish it was our ship, I'm like, that's the wrong thing to say. Things being the both of yours is what got you into this problem in the first place. Yep. Yep. So that would be my worst. All right. We're going to give it a rating. I'm going to have you two rate it zero to five to give a rating out of 10. Quinn? I'm going to go ahead and give it a 1.5. I think that the back end flounders, but they put... There's enough of a button on it that made me laugh with the whole rat network. (laughs) And then the lead-in had enough of these bizarre goofs that had me sort of going. So if you can can watch an hour-long cut of this movie that doesn't actually involve any of the The core core related stuff, (laughs) um, that's a pretty good, you know, like enjoyable, like, oh, sort of a, a mindless watch. But then there's all that core stuff dragging it down. Um, but there was enough in there, and it also could have been a bias from eating pizza, eating floats, <laughs> cracking jokes. That might have raised my rating a little bit, but I'm going to say 1.5. All right. Well, I feel bad because I'm only giving it a two, and I was really happy. Like, I was really hoping you were going to be like extra nice and be like, yeah, three. And I was like, okay, then they'll be like halfway there. Uh, because like a lot of people probably worked very hard on this, and a lot. Of I'm people... sure John Rogers worked very hard on this. I mean, all those interns throwing pigeons at the windows, like oh, I'm I 100% guarantee them. that went on their rolls. 
when they're trying yeah. to get jobs, they're like, I was a dude who threw pigeons in the core. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit, that was amazing. Yeah. And look, I'm sure the people did work very hard on this. There's not a production that goes out there that people didn't spend hours upon hours upon hours of genuinely dedicated, difficult, hard work on. That doesn't mean that everything that comes out the other end is going to be great. No, I know. They get one star for the fact that, like, everyone worked really, really hard, and then they get one star for those interns throwing those pigeons. Oh, <laughs> boy, you fucking millennials and your participation <laughs> trophies. Uh, you know, I'm real big on uh, participating. That was, like, 10% of <laughs> almost every class I ever took, and uh, that helped me get a 100 instead of just a 90. There you go. So a three and a half from the guests. I am going to give this out of 10. I'd probably give it a three personally. <laughs> so there you go. There are our ratings. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to give a big thank you to Quinn and Josette. Thank you so much for joining me and watching me this watching this shitty movie with me. We were mostly watching, and watching you. me, watching yeah. me react to this movie. Well, so, you know, the feeding and the bouncing well, and the burning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's getting late and we do have a John to swaddle. <laughs> so we got to wrap this up. Uh, I want to thank both of you for being here. They can, of course, find you on the webs. Uh, we are all together on the Swallows of the South podcast. What? Plot twist. Oh my goodness. If you like our uh, amazing dynamic banter then you can go ahead and find us on that and uh, I'm going to let you two shout out your your internet handles in case people want to follow you I am at Fallon Ferone and that is real long because I was like that's a great name <laughs> but it is F-A-L-L-I-N underscore F-O-R-O-N-E there you go and you can find me on Twitter at MonkeyPieQuinn. That is M-O-N-K-I-P-I-Q-U-I-N-N. And before we send you all off to sleep, I just want you to remember, Josh. 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 <laughs>